everybody. We're Erica and Ryan with the DCL Doors. Hey there. So what we wanted to do is today talk about one of our personal favorite cruises that we've done. Uh, two, I think, stand out uh, for me are the Transatlantic, which we're going to talk about mm -hmm. um, tonight, and then the Alaskan cruise. The Alaskan right. cruise. And so, uh, but today is the part, the first part in the series about the Transatlantic cruise. Right, and uh, so we were just going to kind of talk about the front end of our cruise. We decided uh, to take it going the westbound, uh, was returning back to the Caribbean area, to the Port Canaveral area. Uh, so we flew over to, uh, actually we flew into Paris, um, because but we were picking up the, uh, the ship, uh, was leaving out of Dover, England. But we thought, well, since we're flying over, we could either fly over into London or we could fly into Paris and then go to Disneyland Paris is like our, our front end excursion. So that's what we did. Now, Brian has been to Disneyland Paris, or excuse me, has been to Paris before, but I hadn't. And I thought two days was not enough time to go actually experience all that Paris had to offer. And there was a better chance that I was going to actually take a trip in the future to go experience Paris but I'm probably not going to take a trip just to experience Disneyland Paris. So that's kind of what we did when we added it on. Um, it was very simple. We flew from Charles de Gaulle, or we got off, we landed at Charles de Gaulle, and there's a train that will take you from the airport directly to Disneyland Paris. Right, and it's uh, one of the TGVs, which is one of more of the high-speed trains, and it goes, uh, you know, Charles de Gaulle is kind of on the uh, northeastern outskirts of the uh, Paris Central, and then... Uh, Disneyland, and it's also kind of on the eastern side of the outskirts, so it's really just kind of a straight shot. I think it was only about a 10-minute yeah. train ride uh, uh, to Disneyland Paris, so it's very convenient uh, as long as you, it, the timing works, because I don't think they have as many uh, trains of the of the uh, high speed as they do with the local trains, but if it works with your schedule of when you land, it, it's a great option. And what we liked, too, was as soon as we got to the train station at Disneyland Paris, we checked our luggage and we picked up our park tickets and we were able to drop everything and go straight to Paris or straight into the park. Into the park, yeah, because we arrived, we took a you know a red eye overnight, arrived in at like nine in the morning, I think got to the park at about 10, 30 or 11. Yeah. And uh, that way we didn't have to carry our luggage all the way. We were staying on property, but, and the train station is kind of right like outside right the of, yeah. of the, the main entrance to the park. But we could just leave the the luggage with them, and we could head straight into the park and start our day. So we had a full a full day of uh, hitting the park that first day when we arrived. And we did stay, like I said, we stayed on property. And there are several choices. Um, I would have loved to have stayed at the Disneyland Paris Hotel, but it was under refurbishment. So we stayed at the Art of Marvel Hotel, New York, mm -hmm. which was, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of like an upscale, um, kind of New York City, I don't know, kind of... Modern and sleek. Modern, yeah, very sleek. You know, kind of Art Deco-y, but not quite so old-looking Art Deco, kind of a new Art Deco look to it, yeah. They had a lot of great exhibits there. There was a Jack Kirby exhibit all about um, the drawings that he did for Marvel. There were several of the different Iron Man costumes there. There was a huge Black Panther statue. Um, nice. And then they had some other photo op places that you could do with some kind of static displays. Um, they didn't have the characters there, but there was a pool there. The accommodations were top-notch. I would absolutely well, say there. Well, and the nice thing is since it's... It's not like Disney World where you're, you know, uh, a 10 or 15 minute, you know, uh, bus ride or, or car ride away. It, they're right, the resorts are right on property. It's probably 
it was probably a 10 minute walk maybe from the, the train station to the, to the, uh, our resort. And then, you know, maybe if it's 15 total minute walk, maybe from our, from the Marvel resort into the, the front door of the, of the park. For those of you that have been to Walt Disney World, it's very similar to where the contemporary is versus the front gate of Magic Kingdom. That's about the length of the park. And in between the hotel and the park, is Disney Village. It's kind of their version of a downtown Disney um, or Disney Springs. Right. I mean, they have a number of restaurants, a number of kind of bars, a couple of coffee shops. But Much it's not, smaller scale. Yeah, it's not as long, and it's just a one linear, you know, line from the the front of the park, you know, back to the the resorts. Because there's what about four or five. Uh, resorts around kind of the yep. lake there yeah there's like sequoia lodge there's there's a lot of different options and they even have some off property um non-disney places that you can stay to but we wanted to just kind of make it very compact and easy for our trip because um, so, we were only there for basically two and a half two days, and a half days. On, at the park so we wanted to maximize the amount of time that we had so. so let's hit the parks so the first thing that we did we went to disneyland paris which is their version of magic kingdom it kind of has all the greatest hits of the rides that you would find down at magic kingdom right and it's and it's and even when you walk right into the front you've got the you know the train station you know sitting right there you walk onto the train station and then immediately you're presented with like Main Street USA and it's, you know, it seems like they just picked it up from Florida and dropped it, you know, right in into Paris. You walk down Main Street USA and they've still got the hub, but the hub doesn't have the outer two rings. It's really just one ring and then it goes off into each of the different lands, you know, so it's not nearly as far away from the hub to each of the of the different uh, lands. It was one of the most very familiar experiences I've ever had. You, saw, you know, now we have not been to uh, Disneyland in California. Right. So that's on our to, our to-do list, but it was it was like you're in another country, but it's so familiar. And um, the cast members, we had a great experience with all the cast members. We didn't expect American level of courtesy because that's just something that's different. But they worked very hard to help us when we had some issues. Um, two things that we recommend to dork tips. Number one, get the premier access. If you're only going for a couple days and you may never get a chance to go back, get the premier access pass. Right, and they uh, they do it a little bit different there. You know, when you're down at uh, at least in Orlando, you get the pass or the Genie Plus, as they call it, I guess now. You get kind of a time, an hour time frame to head back to the ride. You know, when you can get on it. In uh, Disneyland Paris, you basically get a voucher that gives you uh, the ability to ride that ride once at any point during the day. Um, and you can go, you know, go through the fast pass lane or the, or the, you know, you go through the exit, if you will, whichever one the ride is, but you get to use it once at any time of the day. The nice thing is you can kind of chart your day. It's like, oh, we're on this side of the park. Well, let's go ahead and do the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You don't have to kind of like, oh, well, we got to be on the other side of the park, you know, now because, you know, we've got our fast pass line. So it was really great. And, and then the next day it resets and starts all over. So right. that was, that was really great. Uh, on one of the rides, I didn't want to ride it a second. I didn't want to ride it and because uh, I'm not a Tower of Terror person. So because they don't use magic bands, they, they use the it's actual card. It's just a piece of, it's just a card that you basically turn into them. So, yeah. so, so I was able to, I was able to use her, you know, her pass. And so I was able to do uh, uh, Tower of Terror twice then. Yeah. yeah. 
So there, the hub is a little smaller, um, but it's a lot, but it wasn't as crowded. There's not as many people there. There's not as much things to do there. So uh, we walked in and the first thing we did was grab a beer and a hot dog because mm -hmm. that's who we are. And uh, it was right on time for a parade. Right, yeah. And so the parades are a little bit different. You know, they since Main Street, they don't have it sent as long. It, they don't have the road that runs into Frontierland like they do in Orlando. It basically just comes down to in front of the council, has this a little, you know, circle, and then would head right back down Main Street. So they basically just come in with the parade, stop the vehicles, and the characters get off. They're dancing, the music's playing the whole time. So it's a little different. It's not as much of a parade as it is more of a kind of a... Conclave, uh, uh, I think yeah, so. just kind like of, it just, It's just a... a a roving show and then the characters kind of switch then so you if you stay in one spot they all kind of switch throughout the whole show so you get to see different characters you know staying in one spot what i thought was interesting is clarice was a big part of it i think that's her name chip and dale's girlfriend um that she was there and that's someplace somebody i had never seen in the park at uh of all disney world so that was really fun to see how they highlight different characters and who's important to them they're also, uh, they didn't do have a lot of matching t-shirts and they also did not have a lot of ears. They weren't as ear prevalent as we are here in the United right, States. Right, right. They had, you know, just a couple of, uh, they're smaller, you know, a couple of items, you know, ears you could purchase in the stores and not as many people really wore them, I guess. But, um, uh, the other difference was the, the, uh, the, the photo pass. If you get the photo yeah. pass. Um, which we did, but didn't realize they don't have nearly as many photographers around property for you to utilize your photo pass. I think all said, we maybe got three photos from an actual photographer, and then you get the ones that are on where the rides are yeah. linked to your, your card, and you'll get those. So, you know, we only maybe had... 10 or 12 photos just, of our entire yeah. two and a half days that we were there. And we're photo pass people. You yeah, know? If, we see, if we ever see a photographer, Every we're taking time. advantage of it, you know, because you're paying for it, whether you get one photo or a hundred, you know. Right. Day, yeah. And we are huge. I mean, when we go, you know, I'm a, we're uh, pass holders. And so we always add the memory maker onto our photo pass or our annual pass. Um, we, we use it every time and all over the cruise ships we love that yeah. but it just wasn't worth the investment on on that part yeah um, i would if we had to do over again i think we probably just wouldn't have done the photo pass and just kind of had somebody take our you know picture you know yeah as, as a group but yeah, that um, would, yeah. but it was, you know it uh learning uh as we go so let's talk rides mm -hmm. uh, so i think by far the best ride out of both parks was hyperspace mountain yeah, and it's, it, you know, from the outside, it looks the same as Space, I mean, I shouldn't say that, the shape is the same as Space Mountain, but they, originally when they put it in, they made it, it was kind of a Jules Verne themed, so it has more, a lot more, um, uh, kind of like the Astro Orbiter. Yeah, with it's the got more color to it, and, and kind of silver and golds to it, you know. But then they, they kind of reworked it to be more of a Star Wars theme, uh, here recently, so now it's the, uh, um, what was, what's the name? Hyperspace. Hyperspace Mountain. And so we like that, but the one thing we liked about it is it's not the single rider, you know, three person in a single file ride. It's like a traditional it's roller wide, coaster, wide, so it's wide. too wide. But, and it's also a, a, a you know, one, a tubular steel track, but because it was built, you know, what, 20 years later than the original Space Mountain, they were able to kind of make it a lot more smooth. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a smoother ride. It doesn't, you know, jar you as much. And there's just a lot more, um, 
I guess, kind of dips and turns. You go and, upside and, down. And, yeah, so, um, you know, it's everything's in the dark, but they have a couple of uh, screens inside that kind of, you know, tell kind of a, a Star Wars story. But it just the, 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 the fluidness of the ride, we really like. That, yeah. And it has a launch, you know, it actually has a... One of those magnetic launchers, you know, at the very beginning. Kind of like too. rock and roller coaster. Right. So that was by far the the best ride. Now, my favorite ride, other than that, my second favorite, was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So it is different than the one that we have in Orlando. It has a little more dips. It has a little more turns. It's a little bit longer. I just really like the ride. I like Thunder Mountain where we have it now, but this one was just a little bit well, more Well, and elevated. it's also in an island yeah. in the center of, uh, I guess, you know, Mark Twain, you know, Lake where they have the, the boat that goes around, the steamboat. But this, that you actually start on, you know, the outside of the island, you go under the water through a tunnel and pop up onto the island, and that's then where a Thunder Mountain ride is. So that's a little bit different, too. So that was mine, but his favorite. My favorite was over, was over at Walt Disney Studios. Walt Disney Studios. And again, I don't know if we mentioned that, but you've got the two parks, but the entrances are basically 90 degrees of each other. I mean, you walk out of one park and within probably three or four minute walk, you can be at the, the front gates of, of uh, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, uh, Walt, Disney, Walt Studios. Disney Studios. So uh, that's the one nice thing is, and there's no um, restrictions as to when you could be park jumping. You could, you know, head in for an hour at uh, one park, pop out and go into the other park right away. It's not like in Orlando where you like you have to wait till after one o'clock or whatever to do that. Well, and I think we found too, when going to Walt Disney Studios, it's kind of, we, you know, the map looks is very similar to what we've got in, in Disney World. And so you have to realize that the aspect is not the same. The ratio, you know, to get where you're going, the distance on the map looks the same, but it's a heck of a lot shorter than whenever right. you have to go. Cause so it is not a drag to get from the back of the park where Hyperspace Mountain is to head on over to the front door of Walt Disney Studios. Right. That right. was seamless. I mean, it was it was unreal. I wish I would have had a better feel of that ahead of time so that we could have taken more advantage of that. Yeah. So with my, you know. my second favorite then it was Crush's Coaster. So it was over in uh, uh, Disney, Walt, Walt yeah. Disney Studios. Um, and it's, again, also a, an indoor roller coaster. But the cars are set up... Um, uh, where they, they each spin individually. So they load you up and you have two people. On a turtle shell. Yeah, on a turtle shell that's shaped as a turtle shell. Two people facing one way and then you got two people facing the opposite way with their backs, you know, together. And then uh, it's a single car that they send off. And then at some point early on the ride, they unhitch the, the, the axis of the car and it can spin as the car is running through the, the car itself is also spinning. So, um, and it's a darkened ride. You're inside of a, of a, of a building and they've got, uh, um, a couple of, uh, uh, you know, the, you can hear crush in the background, yeah, you know, talking screens, you know, but, but it was just, it was just the idea of such a, a unique ride that you don't, you, you know, you don't see very often. I did not care for it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. You can't ride it all day. I'll say that because just with oh. all the spinning, you get off and you're just like, whoa, I yeah. think I rode it twice and that was probably all I needed. I, I I appreciated everything that they put into the ride, but the ride itself, the the movement and the spinning, it was not my jam no. at all. And so uh, he took my pass the next day and rode it twice. Um, but it's kind of like Rat Ratatouille, which we, they have there. Um, uh, but it's kind of like one of those rides you just can't ride back to back because it's the visuals and, yeah. and how your brain works. 
Um, the so then, what's what's we're going to tell our our third best yes, or the, honorable, or the mention. honorable honorable mention was really Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, it's it's very similar, at least with the story that they tell of you know down in Orlando. But they've worked in additional you know drops in in the in the boat. You know, so again, they they basically took the original and found a way to kind of improve on certain aspects of the ride. So there's probably three or four drops within the ride which are just kind of fun you know yeah. and, uh and they've still got the same battle scenes the same you know where the pirates are chasing each other you know um but uh but uh just the ride itself is just kind of a, a more fun ride and it's in french yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you've never seen davy davy jones talking french before then this is your chance to do it yeah, yeah. um we also did uh i'm a big haunted mansion person we did ride phantom manor uh, it, was, it was different, um, but again, all in French. Uh -huh. So uh, that was something that was interesting to see. So uh, you didn't really, I had no idea what they were saying, but it was a lot of fun. Um, but one thing that they do at, D at Disneyland Paris that they don't have in, back here in the States is they have more static displays. I can't really come up with a better word for it. More things for you to enjoy and look at and experience than than just rides. And right. I, number one, I think, would be Alice's Labyrinth. Right, yeah. So it's basically kind of a, uh, a hedgerow maze type of thing, a topiary that has, you know, well-maintained, you know, um, uh, hedge, but then there's little... Um, little vignettes of, uh, you know, um, statues and stuff kind of from Alice in Wonderland, the story of Alice in Wonderland within this kind of maze as you're walking. And it's not really amazing that you get lost. It's, right. you know, you go in one way and you, there's a couple different, you know, avenues you can take, but they always will lead you to the exit. So yeah, that was different. And then the, uh, they had like a, a little boat ride where basically yeah. it was almost like a, uh, a, a, you know, a kidney-shaped ride, but you have little vignettes of miniatures of different fairy tale stories. You know, you had, um, uh, they had Rapunzel's little castle. They had, Beauty uh, and the Beast. they had the Beauty and the Beast the castle, and they've got the figures. You know, they're probably you know stand maybe a couple inches high, but they've got them set up as you go around this little boat and just see all the different fairy tales. Then they also had the Aladdin miniature area yeah. that kind of told the tale of Aladdin. And that was kind of an inside, um, back in that kind of area where, um, it was where, in, uh, what, Adventureland? Yeah. I guess? Yeah. And they, and they, they kind of told the tale through different things. And that was really neat. But the most impressive static display of them all, hands down, was Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Again, they, another thing, they took the castle and they were just able to add some additional features to this one, you know, that they maybe learn from, uh, you know, the one in Orlando. So when you go into the castle like you normally do, if you go downstairs, because this one has a downstairs, downstairs is the dragon. It is the Maleficent dragon, and it is asleep. And right. it is it's in this bog kind of area with green lights and they've got, they've sm got uh, smoke. smoke. They've got it actually moves a little bit, you know, from time to time. And it's just kind of a neat kind of little add on to, to the to the castle. And then you can go all the way to the top of the castle 
And upstairs, they tell the story of Cinderella through stained glass, through guards, through spin the spindle wheel. Um, and they really did a great job with that. And my favorite part was you could actually walk out on the balcony. Yeah, so this um, is on the second floor yes. of the castle, right? So I would stand on the balcony, and then Brian went down and took my picture. Yeah, so, so on the back side of the castle, they actually have a balcony that you can access. And then you can get your picture of, you know, your loved one up on the, you know, the balcony of, uh, of uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle. And also he did try to pull out Lancelot's sword and failed miserably, <laughs> but he's still my hero. Yeah. Um, I would also say that we would be remiss if we didn't touch about the food. Right. So we only had two reservations ahead of time, Plaza Gardens and Captain Jack's. So Plaza Gardens is the, uh, the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom equivalent of Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. And this one was a buffet. It was a much smaller buffet, but then again, we're Americans and we're going to France. So their food is going to be different. It was very uh, carb. It was not, not a lot of carbs, but we always would imagine we're going to have hash browns and eggs and bacon and um, biscuits. They, they had some donuts. of that. I don't know if they had biscuits, but then they've also got the kind of the European um, you know, meats, all the meats and the cheeses and stuff and the jams, you know, that, you know, you can boil your own eggs yeah. and, and that type of thing. But I mean, there was enough to, 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 you know, fill yourself. But the, what I liked about it, it was just a little bit smaller than uh, Crystal Gardens, you know, at least the whole, the whole restaurant. So you didn't seem, feel overwhelmed with the crowds. So it's a smaller crowd then. You know, same number of characters, you get, you know, the groupings of four characters that come around all the tables in the morning. So you got to see that, but it just didn't seem like you weren't so overwhelmed with, you know, a crowd. The character interactions were wonderful. We had four character interactions. Uh, we had Pinocchio and Geppetto, so that was great. And then the second set were uh, Captain uh, Hook and Mr. Schmee. Yeah. And that was, they were fun. No, and you know, and some characters you don't necessarily always get to see, like Pinocchio, you don't we really see that see often. Or Geppetto, right? yeah. Down in, uh, in Orlando. So it was kind of neat. There's just a few characters that you see maybe a little more often in uh, Disneyland Paris than maybe you'd see in some of the other parks. The other restaurant we went to was called Captain Jack's, and Captain Jack's is similar to the San Angel Inn at, in Mexico at the, at uh, Epcot. At that time, where you ride Saludos Amigos and or the Grand Fiesta Tour, you go around and then like you kind of come out where the restaurant is. Well, what this way they have it set up for Captain Jack's is when you're on Pirates of the Caribbean, you come through and you like are it's part of the ride. It's, it's yeah, it's so the, the restaurants kind of can look down, you know, at the one of the beginning stages of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You can see the boats, you know, you know, going by. It's a darkened kind of, um, kind of. Caribbean kind of feel at night, you know, yeah. at night, you know, they've got the little lanterns hanging up and, you know, bamboo railings and stuff. So it makes you feel like you're kind of in the, you know, in the Caribbean. Brian's favorite part about the food was over at Walt Disney Studios, where they had a lot of um, different setups, little kind of festival stands. There, we don't think there was a festival going on. We hope that this is something that's there all the time. But they would have these kiosks, and they would have different foods from different regions. Different regions of France. So they'd have a map, you know, showing France, and then they'd show the region that that you know little uh, kiosk was selling. And they always had you know some sort of a wine or alcoholic drink, you know, from that region. And then there was like you know certain types of cheese or certain types of you know smoked meats or um, maybe they did. Uh, um, uh, I think they had some potato, like a potato dish at another one where they put ham and cheese in it, you know. So it's just kind of different, different, 
um, foods from the regions of France, and you can like hit all these kiosks. So it's yeah, very similar to like the food and wine festival at Epcot, but I think this might be around more often than yeah. you know, the food and wine. And it was nice to see the celebration of France um, there, since you know we didn't actually get to experience uh, much of France. Um, outside of that, but it was nice to you know get to have champagne from the Champagne region, obviously, mm -hmm. um, while you're in France, and that was a really neat experience. The last thing we did was uh, what the last thing most people do at Disneyland, which is the fireworks. Mm -hmm. It was raining that night. Yeah, and I believe there was a drone, you know, uh, uh, for the thirtieth that wasn't able to fly. But regardless, they still have the large fireworks displays. They had like a, a big smoke. Um, display like when when they started when it switched to the villain side of, of telling the story then they had a lot more smoke in the air and that was really neat and then they also had the fireworks now it maybe isn't as big of the production maybe that you might see in orlando but it was still very very good yeah i think it's kind of the way i kind of explain uh disneyland paris is if you take if, if walt disney world is an eight and a half by eleven and then you take Disneyland Paris and put it down to a five by seven. That's how I do it if it's a picture. Um, so one of the things are they are expanding. They are working on putting together Arendelle. Yeah, so over in uh, uh, the uh, Walt Disney Studios side, because that park isn't as big. You know, they've got kind of the Marvel, you know, area. They've also then got the Toy Story and, the, you know, the little section of Paris. And uh, um, then they've got the Cars kind of area. Um, but now they're in the middle, in the back side, kind of in the middle back of it, they're going to be adding Arendelle, a huge lake with the, the castle Arendelle, and I'm sure rides and stuff to go along with it. So I definitely would recommend a trip to Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you know ahead of time, it is not the same as going to Magic Kingdom. There's good points and bad points to mm -hmm. that. Um, but it's definitely something you only probably only need two and a half days to see the whole thing comfortably. And then all you have to do from there is go about the rest of your trip. Um, so I definitely would go back if I can get him to take me. Oh, I'd go, but I'd like to wait till, wait till Arendelle, Arendelle gets, you know, in, which is a, in a couple of years, I think 2025, I think they were going to get, be done with it. So I'd definitely like to go back to see that. Um, it, you know, there's, there's, it's definitely enough there to, to, to keep you busy and, uh, you get to do some things that you maybe don't get to do it at, at in Orlando. And one of the things we forgot to mention is on main street, they've got a lot of the old timey cars, the paddy wagon, they've got the horse carriage that pulls the trolley, you know, and we don't ever really get to do those when we're in Orlando because there's just so many people, oh, the lines for it, and they don't run maybe as regularly. But when we were in Disneyland Paris, you know, they're running without anybody in the, in the, any of these, you know, these vehicles. So we just walked right up and we were to load right on. And we, I think we rode down one side on one vehicle, came back on another, and rode down on a third vehicle. It was, so it was yeah. just kind of neat to, to do, do something different that maybe you don't get to do at the, you know, one of the other parks you go to more often. And we didn't really touch upon uh, Marvel too much. Um, they, we did ride the Web Slinger and the other Marvel ride. It was just a very small campus for mm -hmm. that. We did eat at Pim's for dinner. Um, it just, it wasn't, hasn't developed in a, a, a lot yet. So um, I look forward to what the things, the way that they're going to expand upon mm -hmm. that. Um, so we definitely would go back. Yep. Um, so that was just kind of the first part of our transatlantic cruise. Um, this is, like I said, a first um, a like series. Our first ex this was our excursion. We start with an excursion. We start, yeah, yeah, we started with an excursion. Yeah. Right. And so our next episode, we'll be talking about how we got on the boat in Dover and um, start talking about some of the things that we did and where we, what places we got to see. 
As always, be sure to like and subscribe um, here because the more scrubbers we get, the more we're able to do more and more videos. So we appreciate your help. Check us out over on Instagram as well. And we'll be announcing more about the book that I wrote oh, about right. first time cruisers as well. So we'll see you soon. And thank you for watching. All right. See you. Bye.